0: l-d-e-j-a-n-e-i-r-o and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.
1: Well hello there and you join us here today to talk about affordable watches but not the ones you've heard of, not the Tissos and everything that you've seen over and over again. Today we're going to talk about the ones you haven't heard of. Let's find out some more. So, Tom, um, as part of our ongoing couples therapy, it's been suggested to me that we introduce some other people into the conversation. Are you up for that? Yes. What dream boat have you got on board for us to talk to today? Well, well, we're talking about the man with the hair. The most luscious locks you've ever seen, Tom. (laughs) What better person could we have to be talking to us today to uh,
2: reconcile our differences than the mad watch collector himself? Woohoo! Russell, hello, how are you doing? Well, it's an absolute pleasure to be uh, in a watch finder sandwich like this.
1: <laughs> you are indeed the meat. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk about some affordable watches that we don't think people have seen before.
2: As you're our guest, Russell, why don't you go first? Well, thank you very much, um, Andrew, that's lovely. Um, I'm going to talk about a Hamilton watch. Uh, and uh, it doesn't get... A- any, any coverage on YouTube. Um, and I don't know why. Obviously there was a, it's, its big, expensive boy that came out not long ago, which was the Khaki Aviation uh, Chrono, which was, I think, 1800 pounds, uh, had a mechanical movement inside. But I am talking about, you know, you probably know this, Andrew, off by heart, the H76522531. Oh, oh. Otherwise yep, yep, known. Yep, yep. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Hamilton Khaki Aviation Pilot Pioneer Chronograph Quartz version. So (laughs) that was great, that was in sync. Um, So, (laughs) this is a beautifully uh, military inspired chronograph from the Dells and the deep dark uh, history of Hamilton, very well known for their military watches. Um, And this is just a spectacular looking watch for me. Uh, For bang for buck, we're around the 500 pounds mark, so well under the 1800 of the uh, chronograph mechanical. Um, beautifully looking, simple looking, military inspired, uh, two subdials in a funny position, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a lovely watch. Lovely watch uh, has the um, uh, the old Hamilton logo on it which I do love the faux patina the the matte textured black dial uh, the uh, the railroad track along the outside of the dial which uh, is synonymous to British military watches I'm just I don't know do you know what I don't know why I don't have it
1: yeah (laughs) it sounds like you've convinced yourself into a purchase there well done Tom uh, you're a big fan of these uh, especially the tarmac dial I don't think I've ever seen this one before yeah, same. That's what I was just thinking.
3: I um, I've So I've had a hankering for the uh, Khaki Field Mechanical for a while. Um, yeah, that's another one. It's just like, I don't know why I don't own that. But yeah, I've not seen this one. Is this
2: actually like... Um still a sort of current model that they still make or is this it's a, yeah it's a current model tom And um, there is a there's a good prices on it at the minute they've gone down a little bit in price um i don't know if, if that's because they're going to discontinue it soon or what but um it's a beautiful 45 41 millimeter uh, watch you know and it's your typical hamilton well-made you know unbreakable case you know
1: yeah That's great. What I like as well is it's not a dive watch. And I expect that we are going to be talking about quite a lot of dive watches. (laughs) And I'd like to start that trend, if I may, with uh, my first recommendation. This is the Helson Skin Diver 38 Titanium. Uh, Helson have been around for a few years now, making affordable dive watches. Some of them big and ugly, and some of them very much inspired by the Blancpain 50 Fathoms. Now, the Blancpain 50 Fathoms, if you recall, is... Like, the first dive watch with the bezel and the whole dive watch look. And I can't afford one of those, but I can afford one of these for $749. Quick run-through of the specs. They do a 41mm version or a 42mm version, which is quite big for me, but this is in 38 but it's also in titanium, which some people hate because it feels really light. But I think that's kind of cool because like, that's what aeroplanes and stuff are made of. Uh, you, you get that 50 Fathoms look, but you also get a decent spec. So domed sapphire with anti-reflective coating, uh, a Miyota 9015, which is you know, decent, reliable. It's not going to set the world alight. Um, but all that together for that sub $1,000 price point and th- the options you've got, you can pick... Uh, the the markers with numerals. You can pick full markers. You can go for blue. You can go for black. You can go for vintage style. What's not to like? And the great thing is about the the vintage styling, because it was made you know, originally back in the 50s where they didn't really have a huge amount of technology, they're very rudimentary, which makes them easy to make today, which makes them more affordable. So it means you can have that vintage look done in a very authentic way because they make it if you like, not to the higher quality of some of the modern, more expensive divers. Oh, yeah. And that means you get a very genuine look and feel from these watches. Does that make
2: sense? No. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, I I love the look of it. Obviously, it has heavy, heavy Blanc pin, um looks to it. I mean, I remember um, having a 5513 Rolex Submariner, which was James Bond's uh, watching live and let die and I actually held one and you know it's from the seventies and after the look if I you twist the bezel and the feel of it, it just feels very cheap and yeah. almost rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah. and if you was to put up, let's say, this 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 House and watch to a original blog bat um fifty f- fathoms, I mean it would be it wouldn't be a competition. This would destroy it with bezel action and and everything else.
1: Yeah. I imagine Sean Connery was like, "This is horrible." <laughs> That's, the That's the impression.
3: <laughs>
1: very good, yeah. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's there's very little risk in buying something like this. You can have it serviced easily. There's just there's just no kind of issue really. So, I would thoroughly recommend one of these if you are inspired by the Fifty Fathoms and can't afford one. Tom, what you got for us?
3: Right. So I'm going to talk about the Foster Watch Co. 11 Atmos Skin Diver. So another skin diver. You're uh, treading on my toes a bit there, Andrew, Um, but I'll allow it. Sorry. Um, (laughs) So Foster Watch Co. is a micro brand headquartered in Oregon. And as far as I can tell, this is their first and only watch to date. Um, So pretty exciting. We're on the ground floor, lads. So as you can see, it looks relatively straightforward, doesn't it? But actually, when you get in there, you can see that there's some, some very nice details. In black... Uh, on the dial is a way to go. But there's also orange and green and the orange is particularly popping, I think. One thing to note is the bezel is quite nice. Uh, It's a PVD coated steel bezel in one piece Mm. and it looks very, very solid and it's very nicely finished. You've got this sort of brushed concentric finishing around there. And apparently it's a 48 clicker and apparently that's quite hard to do um, I'm not sure why, but a 48-click bezel in one piece is impossible, but they did it. So I'll take their word for it and say that they've done a good job there. Um,
1: <laughs> 48 clicks? That's, yeah. That is crazy. That, do you know what? It's kind of a blessing and a curse, that, isn't it? Because I love that vintage aesthetic, that one-piece thing. That's very yeah. of its time, isn't it? But can you imagine, you know when you kind of knock it and you have to go round again? 48 is just, you'd be, ah. Oh, I've just taken it just too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to too far, and now I have to go round again. Yeah, obviously, yeah,
3: because the only purpose of a bezel is to click it around for fun and then get it perfectly aligned when you're finished again, so. <laughs>
2: yeah, 48, 48 clicks is usually a, a vintage uh, GMT um, amount of clicks.
3: Yeah, so you've got hour markers on the bezel as well so you've got yeah. a dual, dual time function going on there as well um, yeah. it's got an acrylic crystal which is quite nice and vintagey so it gives it a nice little bit of warmth and character
2: Tom sorry is it is that the name? is it called the, the 11 Atmos?
3: yeah yeah. so that I guess is 110 metres of water resistance <laughs>
2: yeah I've never seen I've never seen a watch that says its uh, water resistance is 11 Atmos yeah. before <laughs> never I mean it's usually either 10 20 50 11 I mean what let's do one better than 10 come on yeah yeah
1: 100 metres is too obvious 110 it's the spinal tap edition isn't it basically (laughs) this watch goes to 110 (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. (laughs) so yeah that's fun again a Myota calibre in there so nice and reliable you don't have to worry all this kind of fuss about in-house to be honest at this price point I'd rather you went and bought a movement in that I know is reliable Russ, what do you think of the look?
2: I really like it. The bezel, I just really want to twist it. I, really want, to, yeah. I really want to have a go on that. Um, the way the, the bracelet is, it looks very vintagey, but it does look a little bit rattly. It could be quite rattly quite soon. You can see there are big gaps in between the links, but um, it is the way, the style of that sort of semi-Jubilee style. It's very, very has 62 Mass Seiko vibes to it very sort of late 60s early 70s i I love the look of it very simple it's very nice i mean what is there not to like there
3: Mm, yeah i mean if you are worried about the bracelet it does have those quick release slider bars on it so you can uh, give it a quick change if you if you're not happy with the rattliness of it
1: all for the princely sum of 411 pounds which is nice from two dive watches to another dive watch
2: um (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to go for a, a Laurier that have been around for about 2017, 18. I've been following them ever since TGV from Urban Gentry um, yeah, showcased them. Um, nice. And it's the Neptune. This is the Neptune version four. So there's been four iterations of this um, of this watch. This was the the flagship model. And um, first of all, I just love some of the strap lines that Laurier uses. Um, like, uh, oh, we love a good strap line. Go on. Yeah, let me, let me. There was a time when people wore watches on their wrists instead of stored them in boxes. Um, <laughs> there was a true, true value comes from memories made and priceless shouldn't be expensive. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that I absolutely love as well. It's um, It just vintage inspired microbram um, watches that are just done so well. They're not, they're not completely ripping off Um, any brands, they are taking inspiration um, of sort of three watches, basically. This is the, uh, uh, an old Omega 300, um, which was a, a, a military watch, a, a blanc Bathyscaphe, and a, a Rolex Sub um, Big Crown, which I think is the 6538. But all those together that forms this absolutely beautiful watch. And the, the, the thing that I love about Laurier is they've been going for three, four, five years, and um, they listen to the customers, and they're doing like what rolex has done for a 100 years which is slowly updating and improving um, what it was already a cool watch to start with um, just by the the changing the movement obviously getting more money in selling products but that obviously comes on to the, the the consumer and they're they're just updating and making these watches better and better the version one of this um had a nh35 movement inside this now has a myota 90 s5 but um yes that's a high beat movement it makes the the watch thinner slimmer it was quite a thick boy to start with they've taken the lug to lug measurements down to 46 from 48 um a 39 millimeter diver um, and the thickness is now 10.3 from almost 14 millimeters. Um, and what I love is they've got an, an acrylic Hesalite crystal. It was about the time when when a lot of micro brands were decided to, right, let's go modern. Let's give Sapphire, let's give everything else. Let's give all the modern treatment to these watches where Laurier was more, no, let's look at the past. And let's really give them something um, right from the past as if you was to buy it from the past brand new. And I love the fact that it comes with a poly watch, um, a, a tube of poly watch as well, because <laughs> uh, they do get a scratch in the acrylic crystals, but they buff up a treat with poly watch guys.
1: <laughs> nice. It's so cool. I love that attitude that they're working with there to create something that customers want now. You have to bear in mind, sometimes customers don't really know what they want. But when you've got enough of them, you can get a general vibe. And it seems like they've done a really, really good job. I keep seeing this popping up here and there. Just people saying, I bought one of these. And I was surprised to see the price. This one is also £411. How strange. That is weird. Since they're taking feedback, my feedback would be, I think the biscuit tin crown is perhaps a little bit too big. You're wrong. (laughs) Look at it. You could change that thing from the other side of the room.
3: Yeah, I need to be able Um,
1: to do it with my dive gloves on, obviously. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But what I I very much like, and I'm seeing more and more, not just in the watch space, but this idea that actually the best technology isn't the most attractive. Hmm. Having it the highest technology, silicon, sapphire, Character comes from imperfection, I think. Yeah, and so saying we're having an acrylic crystal, we're having the acrylic bezel, we're doing things the old-fashioned way, is what gives it the character. Yeah, And yeah. This, this is this is the same.
3: So you're it's saying really cool. you're saying watches are more special when they've got old tech inside them, like old mechanical movements
1: and stuff. Is that what you're saying, Andrew? That's really interesting insight. I think I'm onto something here.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe we should keep that one to ourselves. I think we can make that, do a little bit of a money spin on that one.
2: I think, well, I mean, I, I think it's no surprise that, you know, the likes of Tissot and, and and all brands are looking back, you know, 30, 40, 50 years at their, uh, probably, let's face it, probably their best watches and bringing them out in, a modern, in, in their modern uh, movements and everything else because... Let's face it again, a watch is a, is a pastime. It's, it's not needed, particularly when we've got such accurate time on our phones. Um, and the best time of wristwatches were the 50s and 60s and 70s when watches were needed. They were actual tools that were needed to time certain things, battles and and d- actual diving and, and everything else. And I think um, the package that Laurier gives is um, is very hard to beat.
1: Yeah. Very nice. All right, cool. Well, a check from Laurier in the post to Russell.
2: <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please.
1: <laughs> right, I'm going to combo break here, because this isn't a dive watch. Do you remember the code 1159 Star Wheel that AP came out with recently? And they're like, ooh, harking back to our past, very complicated. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Well, if I told you that Zerick made a Star Wheel watch for the princely sum of $1,099... Your response
2: would be get the hell out of town. Get the <laughs> hell out of town. That's one, Russell. What would your response be? I'd. I would be. This is madness. I need to. I need further investigation here. <laughs> well, let's do that. Here's some further investigation for you. Zurich is a
1: a young brand that has been making watches that have some unique and interesting complications going on. They don't want to just do another dive watch. They've uh, gone for a different route. And this is the Star Wheel, um, made famous in 1655. Wow. Because Pope Alexander Seventh was like, can you make it for me because I have insomnia and I don't like my clock ticking.
3: Those insomniac Pope needs. That's where the best watches
1: come from. <laughs> yeah. And so AP AP was like, we'll sort that out for you. But they did it in 1991, so a little bit late to the party. But it's been rediscovered again. Was he still awake? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Zarek have uh, jumped on that which is great because it's an f- affordable complication which we love uh, stainless steel 50 metres of water resistance again we're seeing the Myota 90s OS 5 uh, with a little bit of added complication in there to get the star wheel complication going you see the, the minute counter on the right hand side and you see the hour wheels which spin around in the middle mm. really really cool piece and it's not too massive either uh, 42 millimetres not the smallest, but it's certainly not the biggest.
2: Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's very different. I mean, it looks like a fidget spinner. Um, <laughs> and it also looks like a, um, a very small drone that you could push, wind up uh, the crown at three o'clock and then push the crown in. And then that propeller... Drone will just fly off the watch yeah. and 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 come back to you with some um, recon.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very. I mean, that's to, I mean, 42 millimeters is not massive, but it's that's a shower, isn't it? This yeah. is the shower.
1: Maybe this is the latest James Bond watch, never mind buzz saws and ropes. He's he wants to fly a little drone into Blofeld's secret lair and have a little look and see what his password is so he can log in, Tom hello your watch please this is marlow watch company a british watch company they're based up in
3: scotland they've been going since 2015 uh, so this is the scepter commander for 400 pounds 399 it's that rifling on the bezel which really caught my eye uh, i think it's it's there to sort of represent some sort of submarine turbine but i thought it looked like a whirlpool um so that's really cool you've got A really nice metallic blue dial and uh, outer chapter ring with orange and bright white markings. And the chapter ring also has an orange edge to it. So if you catch it on the side view, you can see there's this nice orange inlay running around the the ring of the dial, which is really, really cool. Nice, lovely little touch. Mm -hmm. It's got those cool divider hands with loads of loom, hairline second hand there. And it's got a high beat Miota 9039 automatic movement inside. Um, and i think it's just a really cool
2: stylish watch with quite a lot of good specs for the uh for the price Mm -hmm. yeah i i I think it's a lovely looking watch Tom. i definitely want to twist that bezel that's a knurling that i haven't seen before um definitely and I'm, i'm with you on on this whirlpool effect turbine looking thing as well very nice um what i would say Crikey, and Miota are making a packet this year, aren't they? They are making a lot of money. Um, there's a lot of Miotas uh, going on. The NH35 is old news. Um, it's a lovely... Yeah, it's very nice.
1: I've got a real hankering to get two of these and see if the bezels mesh together. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marlow, if you're listening to this... By some sheer happenstance, could you take a picture of the two meshed together, please? I really, I, really, I need to see that now. I need to see that. Uh, moving on from that to uh, your next choice, Russell, what have you got here for us?
2: Um, well, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of military watches, um, and uh, they come no greater than uh, the Cabot Watch Company (CWC), and, and I, I've got for you in, the, in our affordable range the, um, the Meller 72. W10, which was um, supplied to the British military, the army, the Royal Navy, and and the Royal Air Force in the early seventies. Um, it was the first watch that um, CWC uh, made and issued to the to the military. Um, it, this watch is uh, a reinterpretation of that supplied watch from the seventies. The initial one was in a, a solid. Case and the only way to get to the uh, movement was through the, um, the 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 glass, the acrylic glass. There's, this is a two-piece again with a. Uh, I think it's a yeah, it's a push-in crown, um, but uh, I I love the fact that this watch feels um, as I've had this in my hands. It feels like a watch. I've gone back in time and I have been given this watch from 1972. That's what I absolutely love. Uh, the chapter ring from uh, the the uh, railroad track going along the outside of the dial. I love that British uh, military vibe. Um, the T, the broad arrow hand, as it shows that it's um, issued to the to the military. Uh, an unabashed tool, not trying to look uh, uh, fantastic in the tonneau case. Um, it is purely form over function, and that in turn brings a sort of well, I don't know if this, is a, if this is an actual word, but fashionability to, to, <laughs> to the watch. but uh, it's weird how it comes around full circle that this watch is um, I would call it timeless to be honest, which is uh, a bit of a pun. but um, it's just a fantastic, very thin it's 38 millimeters uh, in diameter it's about 10 mil thick. It's a manual wind only. I wanted to put a manual wind in this uh, selection because I love you know I'm an old. Uh, you know, I love the purist. I love um, the duality between a mechanical hand-winding watch and myself. It won't run without me putting energy into it. And the energy gives me this uh, accurate timing. But uh, Solita SW210, um, uh, 40, hours, 40 hours power reserve. Um, it does have the fixed lugs. So it's only going to be um, NATO straps or, or, or um, fabric straps, one-piece straps that goes go through this watch um but as uh, historical references go and if you if you like your british military uh, uh tool watches i think this is an absolute stunner <laughs> the thing i like most about it is the website it's like
1: <laughs> army surplus it's, it's, it's not yeah. a luxury watch purchase it's yeah. just log in you buy your military boots and your, your camo trousers. Oh, and a, and a watch, please here. And it's just like this is what it looks like. Do you want it or not? Definitely. It's uh, an obvious purchase for uh, either people who like the classic vintage military watches or people who have a bunker in their garden. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to be really annoying and chuck in another dive watch. Not here.
2: another one. Here we go. I know, right? Come on. <laughs>
1: This is the ds DSPH two hundred M. Now Satina, they've been around for ages. We've seen some some brands here that've been around for a bit, some that haven't been around for very long at all. But Satina have been around since eighteen eighty eight, and um, they changed their name to Satina in nineteen fifty five. And for the previous years, they were called Grana. So I can I can understand why they changed <laughs> their name. Oh, it's a nice watch. What is it, A Grana? Grana. It's, it's quite a big watch. It's forty-two point eight millimeters, so you know you have to be a, a big boy to wear it. But you get two hundred meters of water resistance. So you get sapphire crystal with anti-reflective coating. Swiss made, and it gets the Powermatic eighty, like the um, the PRX. Eight hundred and twenty-five pounds. Looks lovely. Looks rather lovely. I love that lozenge
3: bezel. That's oh, I knew you'd like that. Looks just. Oh, so smooth and tactile.
1: I don't know what it is about it. Looks like it's raspberry flavour, doesn't it? <laughs> Blue
2: raspberry. Yeah, I, I, I like it. There's a juxtaposition with the, with the faux patina looking bezel numerals and the markings to the, the, the crisp white of the dial. At, um, obviously, it's a goldie looking to match the handset, which is nice. But you can tell it's vintage inspired with no crown lugs. Nice big crown at the three o'clock. It's, a, it's again, there's not a lot to dislike it. It's very nice looking, tastefully done, isn't it?
1: Yeah, really tasteful. Tom, are you going to do us a favor and, and not show us a dive watch? Yes. Oh, thank God.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Sternglass. Oh, good pronunciation. <laughs> and then the subtitle Zeitmesser, which I believe translates as Mr. Time,
1: um, mm. which is fun. From...
3: <laughs> Does it actually? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so this is a micro brand from Hamburg in Germany. It's a small watch company that loves that Bauhaus design. And who can blame them? So if you really like the look and feel of a perhaps a Jungens Max bill, but don't want yep. to shell out the thousand euros, no. uh, you can get this little number for £189. What? What? it's a steel isn't it, um, it it's is. quartz uh, it's a Ronda 714 quartz but you're getting all the fun of the fair. you've got 30, uh, 316L steel 38mm case it's 6mm in thinness which is wow. ultra thin mm, that um, is. that's going to slide under any
2: cuff no that's, problemo. that's thinner. thinner than the strap that looks Tom doesn't it yeah I mean it's almost <laughs>
3: dangerously thin I, I'm not sure if it's a typo um, but yeah that's interesting but yeah other little nice bits and pieces you've got a nice sort of domed crystal so you're getting that cool pebble shape that we love so much about the max bill you've got quick release uh strap changing bars on the strap as well which is a nice little quality of life thing and overall i just think it's just so simple and elegant it's just a no-brainer really isn't it for the price like this will this will this will do you right for any situation
1: except diving I'm getting very hot under my black turtleneck right now for this watch. Exactly. Yes, it's a rather nice choice, Tom. For someone as inelegant as you, Tom, you do come up with some very elegant choices. It's aspirational, isn't it? That's what watch buying is all about. (laughs) Yeah, wear the watch you want to be. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of the person you want to be, Russ, why don't you round us up with number 10 and your last choice?
2: Um, Well, listen, I've I've gone for a little bonus. Um, Not many people will know about this brand outside of the UK, but... uh, which is incredible really because the the brand rotary have been around for since eighteen ninety five yes and they were first formed in Switzerland in Le champ de vent uh, uh, yes they moved to London the headquarters moved to London in two thousand um, they make very affordable watches and um, they've never really been on my radar until recently when obviously like i said about brands realizing that you know what the older brands we did back in the 50s and 60s and 70s they were actually quite good and uh, let's bring them back because people seem to want them um i just absolutely love this is called the, the 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 avenger sports gents 40 millimeter it's a chronograph it is quartz i've gone for the green dial i just think it's very british looking color the, the racing green um it's got a it, it's a bubble mineral glass it's not sapphire the, the chronograph that there are no um screw in pushes but it just adds to the vintage looking style it definitely gives me zenith chronomaster revival el primero uh, vibes um uh and i just love the look of the this case you know i i've seen it in a, in authorized dealers i haven't handled one but uh i don't know what do you think about this uh, watch team
3: yeah, I think it's really cool. It's Rotary is a watch brand that have been on my radar. I've never we've never featured them before, but um, I'm glad you've sort of validated them now because I have seen bits and pieces and um, and this is this is a doozy. This is the best one of theirs I've seen. I think I love that that racing green dial and there's a little bit of sunburst on there
2: as well, which is really really cool. Um, and their logo looks old as well. They've done something. They've done something to it, Tom. I think they have. Um gone back to the to the past like a lot of brands like Accurist, and they're starting to use their old logos because it definitely didn't used to be like this
3: yeah i think with the the tonneau-esque shaped case and i think there's a lot going on there again it's i think it's another confuser i think that'll catch people's eye and they'll go what is that
2: definitely this i mean if you was to if you was to see this on someone's wrist and you didn't really know watches you would think that this was quite a Pricey-looking watch, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. The thing is, as well, the era that this watch harks back to, 1960s, is when all of the manufacturers, especially for chronographs, were all going to the same suppliers, and that's why all of those watches look the same from Rolex, from Hoya, etc., etc. And if you were to buy the equivalent version from Hoya today, you'd be spending somewhere between three to five thousand pounds, and you, know, you think, oh, it's nice, but what? How how have you how have you charged this much for this watch? And this just demonstrates that you don't need to spend anywhere near that if you don't want to. Yeah. A lovely selection. Well there you go, Diviour and listener, if you're a little bit cash strapped, but if you still have a hankering for some timekeeper in, you can still enjoy some very very tasty watches. Thank you so much uh, Mr. Mad Watch Collector for joining us here today. Diviour <laughs> and listener, go and subscribe to his channel. You won't regret it. Thank you very much Russell for for coming on and joining us.
2: Absolute pleasure. Um, Great to be with you guys and um, let's hope we've uh, enthused someone with those uh, watches. I certainly
1: (laughs) hope so. Uh, Thanks Tom as well for your choices. Thank you dear viewer and listener for joining us. Please do like, comment, subscribe, etc. And we will see you next time. Goodbye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.